the Punk After Show. Run for your life! And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double does what the f- he wants. The point after show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eddie Daddy. From Daddy. The, from the point after show. I'm here with uh, Wager Shack Tommy <laughs> and the, ad- the Advantage, Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko and Cavi, the producer Caviston. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to go through some uh, golf, NBA playoffs. We're going to end with the Boston Marathon, a couple hometown heroes to discuss. But let's start off with the UFC Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson. When I hear Mighty Mouse, I think of Andy Kaufman singing that song from uh, Saturday Night Live about 35 years ago. But, Tommy, you're a big UFC guy. This is your wheelhouse. Uh, he tied Anderson Silva for the most title defenses uh, in UFC history. So why don't you just uh, elaborate on Yeah, that. so, you know, Demetrius Johnson, this guy's a beast. He's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of compare him, a 125-pound fighter, to a heavyweight. But at the same time, what he's doing to the division is just unbelievable. He's making, you know, the number one and two ranked fighters in the division just look like you and I will be out there slinging with them, which, you know, it's not going to end well. Eddie anything. might have a chance, actually. I'd fight him lefty. But, you know, the, the guy's five foot three, 125 pounds. He, he pops them three, four times in the mouth, and he's out of there before they realize what the hell happened. Uh, you look, when they didn't even have a 125-pound division for this guy to fight, and he was fighting 135 in the UFC, or the WEC before the UFC uh, bought them out, and, you know, he fought Dominic Cruz, took him to a decision win, who was the 135 champ for a long time. And then when the UFC, they had that uh, 125 flyweight uh, tournament to crown the first ever UFC championship. You know, I, I know there was a little controversy there where he fought to a draw with Ian McCall, but he ended up winning the championship and hasn't let anybody else in the division get a little sniff of it. So since 2012 when the division started, this guy has just been dominating everybody in the ring and he's not one of those guys you'd think for 125 pound division it's going to be all decisions, but you look at his victories, he has 5 by knockout 10 by decision, so he's getting finishes in these fights. Uh, he has the UFC record also for uh Longest fight with a finish. He actually finished the guy at the 459 mark of the fifth round of a title fight. So you, you can't get any later than that in a fight. He's just been unbelievable. And you have to ask, is, is he one of the best UFC fighters of all time? MMA fighters. Forget UFC. Like MMA pound for pound? Yeah, just all, all time. Any division. Is, is he the greatest ever? Um, I, I don't know, you know. Like, and I, I don't know too much about UFC, but, and this is a guy, does he kind of fly under the radar? You don't really hear his name yeah. as much as, like, the Conor McGregor's. The, I think the problem is the 125 division is flies under the radar because it's such a small division, small guys. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think that, you know, there's questions to be asked here. It does, does like Tommy said, he's pretty much beaten everybody in the division twice at this point uh, at the 125 weight. So my question is, is for, for UFC purposes do you ask him to go up and wait and start getting into the to the to the to the 130 135 135s. 135s does he get into the 135s or do you start asking some of these 135s to cut weight and try and come down to fight him um to try and make some of this stuff entertaining because what are you going to do as a ufc as you know as a promoter i mean he's beaten everybody twice yeah. What else is there to do for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think I try to entice him with a little bit of money, tell him to put a little bit of weight on, and go up and try mm-hmm. and get a second belt. So, who would he be fighting up in the one thirty-five? Cody, Cody, who's the champ. Um, but here's the thing with with Demetrius Johnson, like you said earlier, um, he's kind of flies under the radar, and this goes and shows like what your your question that you asked me prior to us recording here is the UFC losing some of that luster because the ratings were bad this weekend, and I feel bad for Demetrius Johnson. They always put him on. The UFC on Fox fights. He mm-hmm. never gets the UFC uh, pay-per-view fights, so he's not getting any cuts there. Um, but 
he's always on the Fox fights, and your household people don't want to see 125s because there's, like I talked about a little bit earlier, there's there's not that action and all the knockouts all the time. You know, there are smaller guys. There's so, a lot of power. Yeah. So, the, and people, let's be honest, they they want to see those knockouts. That's mm-hmm. that's you know what we talked about a long time ago with basketball. People what's, want to see that dazzle. What's Ronda Rousey fight at? She fights 135. That's she's wild. fighting. She's fighting against her career, I think, right now. I think right, right. Should, but like when I, you think about I it, like she's that, fighting ten pounds heavier. But I than think this that guy. what I think he should do is maybe put on ten pounds and go fight Ronda Rousey then. Yeah, <laughs> because I or think that would probably do wonders. It would do, come down to him. It yeah. would do wonders for both their careers, and then she wouldn't have to worry about her boyfriend being. I'm sure her. that would be able to get sanctioned somewhere. Now, <laughs> but so to your point, Tom, I, I talked about this earlier, and and I'm I'm curious to see and uh, your your opinion on this is. I wrote an article about this months ago, and I just I think personally, the UFC is is in a is in a bit of a struggle. I think a few years ago, the UFC was on the cusp. If it didn't break into mainstream, it was very very close to breaking mainstream. I think in the last few years, they have completely lost any momentum of breaking into mainstream, which could be a good thing for them. Uh, maybe they're just not meant to be a mainstream type of sport, and these guys that we're missing out on as, as the people that are not true UFC fans like myself, you, Tommy, are. You know these guys that, I mean, you know those guys all the way down to the undercard, how good they are going into these fights, and you know how exciting these fights are going to be because you watch it and follow it so so closely. Um, are us as the, uh, you know, the, the Fairweather fans, are we missing out on, on these guys, not really taking a lot of these guys knowing their household names? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. There's there's a ton of action in the ring all the time, whether it's the first card on the UFC Fight Pass to the main event. There are a ton of fights. But y- you're asking about this value stuff uh, is one thing that you keep asking. And UFC sold for $4.2 billion. So to people like us, that's like, oh, wow, that's a ton of money. But you look like the Clippers sold for $2 billion, and that's just one team. This is a whole organization that goes all over the world, and it was basically just double that. So it's really very small amount of money if you think about it in that regard but you know i i definitely think there's a lot of room for expansion you know they just finally got legitimized legalized in the state of new york so they still have a lot of those battles going on um i'm just wondering like i think that the lack of name brand household names those star quality players uh the the mainstream names the rouseys the the mcgregors the cm punks the john bones jones the the you know cm punk <laughs> yeah cm punk i mean i i had I, I have to throw his name in there because we all know it was, it was a stretch for ufc Rod to get Lesnar, him in maybe there. i'll give you brock lesnar but i'm saying they brought you they brought in cm punk for name value he failed miserably yeah um you know i same thing with the guys like back in the day they had you know Iceman. he was he was on he was on the cover of of sports well, he, illustrated he's the one he was, that brought it brought it to the next he was level, in movies you know like he 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 brought it to a mainstream level rousey cool. brought it to a mainstream level then they start losing um now conor mcgregor wants to go and fight floyd mayweather i, I just feel like ufc is kind of losing a little bit of its luster because it's big name brand name players are I think just as the most casual fan, probably, I don't know, Eddie, but I know you two are more into it, but um, for me, it's kind of, I, I kind of look at it the same way as boxing. You know what I mean? Uh, I would like to see UFC do more cable fights. You know, you don't see a boxing cable fight at all. I mean, it, even if you want to see something that's on HBO, you know what I mean? So in order to develop that, if you look at it, anybody with an antenna can watch the NFL. So anybody at the water cooler knows who Peyton Manning is. You know what I mean? It's it's more accessible. So I don't think until that's able to happen, they're well, ever going to have I that. I think the reason being is that they, they don't get the viewers. That's the problem. They oh, need right. To get the and that's what, that's what I'm saying. It needs so. to get to that point. But also, I think it's just your, to Paul's point, like, I never watched UFC. Until Conor McGregor. Until Conor McGregor. Hashtag, and this is like a Notre Dame guy thing here. No, no, no. Honestly. <laughs> but no, and it, it, even if, it, if he wasn't Irish. There was a buildup, I'll I'll tell you, and I remember it specifically, it was a buildup on a Thursday night football game, and they built it up through the whole game, and they said after the Thursday night football game, they were cutting to the Conor McGregor fight, and McGregor came out, knocked the guy out, jumped out of the ring, got down to the audience, got in the guy's face, the Brazilian guy, and started talking all the trash. That won me over. I was like, I want to see anything this guy ever does. And from there, I've watched every fight he's been in. I haven't watched anything else. Because I haven't cared. That's that's where the thing is, right? So Paul talked about this a little bit the other night. He talked about the WWE as being entertainers. And these guys, they're that's what they're bred on, is to go out and talk on a mic, entertain these people, not actually mm-hmm. do a fight, right? So these guys have been fighters their entire lives. Most of them were getting in fights in high school, 
went through like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Muay Thai, whatever you know, um, martial art they preferred. So they're not mic guys. Like Conor McGregor, he saw that opportunity and seized it. I'm going to get on a mic. I'm going to talk a lot of trash, hype this up. And a lot of fighters don't want to do that. And they'll even come out and say, I'm not here to promote the fight. I'm here to fight. So they're kind of missing out on themselves. Yeah, 100%. They're, they're, yeah. And, they're not know, showing personality. Let's, 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 let's be honest. Nate Diaz is not a mic guy, but he, he can barely speak more than seven words in a complete sentence. But... That dude, I don't know what it is. I want to I wanna misunderstand everything he says. Oh, because you watch him. He's an entertainer in the ring. He's, yeah. he's more of a gladiator yeah. type guy. He gets in the ring. He'll be flipping you off. You'll punch him in the mouth. He'll lick the blood off his face and look at yeah. you and say, yeah, mother effer, Enter- come and get some more. You know? Yeah, he's the gladiator type guy. He's not the, I'm going to get on a mic and entertain you that way. Right. But, yeah. So I can give a kind of a, just a, an interesting perspective on this as a promoter of concerts and music and stuff like that. The best bands that I promote are the bands that go out there and promote themselves as well. But there are bands out there there that say, "Listen, I'm just in a band. It's not my job to promote the concert. I'm just going to show up and play." And that's terrible attitude. And they're they're it's a lose lose for everybody. Exactly. So nobody's winning in that. So I think that that's kind of in my mind. You need personalities. You need characters. You need that. If we look at the people that we love, well, love or hate. The most in the NFL, you have your Richard Shermans, you have your Russell Wilson as a complete op- opposite contrast of each other. But they're the people that are in front of the mic and they have things to say. And you know, your LeBron James, like all those different people that are out there, they they become characters of themselves or or whatever. And then, kind of to touch on that too, is is like, you know me. Obviously, you guys know me. I'm always for everybody making more money. So when these guys are, oh, we need to make more money, we mm-hmm. need to make more money, I, I feel them in one regard. But at the same time, I'm like, you need to get out there and make yourself more money. You're mm-hmm. on this world stage that the UFC sets up for you in front of millions and millions of people watching on TV. Go sell yourselves to these people. Let them know, I'm the greatest entertainer that you're going to see in this octagon. I'm the guy that you want to watch, just like Conor McGregor did. He sees it, he saw there was this lull. A Chael Sonnen was gone. He was a trash talker. And there was the lull where there was nobody in the UFC that would get out there and do that. And he's like, I'll take the mic. I'm the double champ. I'll do whatever the F I want, you know? And mm-hmm. and people like, like that's like a soundbite everywhere now. Thank you, Cavi. Yeah, but absolutely. That, that's what the UFC fighters need to realize is they need mm-hmm. to get out there. They are contractors and need to get out there and sell themselves. So I have a question, last question for me. Um, and you guys can all weigh in on this. So with that being said... The UFC might be lacking that that star power on the microphones, that that entertainment value. Do you think that the UFC should be looking outside of where they're at right now into this like WWE, NFL, these types of athletes that that are comfortable in front of a microphone? Bigger athletes that can go out there and maybe still put a slugfest on. And so but you're you know asking, that. you're asking well, to risk the quality of your product that you sh- there for right. the fights to kind of get somewhere middle in the road of we're going to put on this quality, not so much circus of a fight, like a Herschel Walker when right. he get, went to MMA. Yeah. You know, everybody, name recognition, he would talk some smack, but he was a sloppy fighter. He wasn't mm-hmm. that good. So you think that's what the UFC should go towards, or MMA promotions? I think that, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think that if you look, I feel like, I feel like Bellator is kind of going that way. Bellator is kind of going for more of like the the ring entrances are kind of over the top. They're a little bit ridiculous. You got your King Moe's coming in and being completely ludicrous. They had Mayhem Miller, who back in the day was just absolutely asinine the way he came into the ring. But that's what they kind of go for that. I'm going to cross up between WWE and UFC. I'm going to somewhere be in the middle where I have entertainment, plus I got some guys that can actually throw throw. But look at the ratings, though. UFC like just murders Bellator's numbers. I would say what uh, maybe a middle road of just give them mic training. Yeah, give them training of that. Take your fighters. I mean, every other sport. That's why your guys, you know, that are in the NFL that are that are doing the interviews and sounding right. It's because they've been given media training. Well, they've been doing that right forever. And they they get it in college. They get it when they get there. So give these guys some media training and 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 kind of you know or acting classes for God's sakes. Like, and and you know that would have to be their agreement to do it. I guess to an extent, but put it in their contract. Yeah, and say you know we need this and and maybe just create those characters, home homegrown talent. You know, and create it amongst them. I mean, I know. You were mentioning bringing like WWE and that kind of the world entertainment world into UFC. I don't. I think you'll lose your hardcore core audience of the UFC now. I, I don't think that would play into the favor of what they want to do. I think it's easier. I think it's easier to. I think it's easier to teach a man how to fight than mm-hmm. it is to teach a man how to be an entertainer. I'll disagree. Not at that level. 
I don't it's, know. It's easier to teach someone to fight in high school behind the parking lot, but to teach someone at that level, no, you'd get somebody, your face punched up. Somebody taught CM Punk how to be CM Punk, and nobody taught him how yeah. to fight because he got his and, ass whooped. And I was going to bring that up, But too. he still has time to learn how to fight. But here's the thing. He, he's, he's 35. Like two he's, years. Uh, I guess if he got into it, yes, CM Punk's a little different. He could, if he got into it maybe eight years earlier. But who cares? He's an athlete, though. Right, right. At the end of the day, he's an athlete, so it shouldn't take you two years to learn how to fight when you're an athlete. You have that natural athletic ability. There were some uh, college football players that came out in the heavyweight division, the, the light heavyweight di- division that came out and fought in the UFC, and, and they had the natural talent and didn't have much of the background where they were training in jiu-jitsu since they were six years old. Oh, but you, you see the difference when a real fighter fights yeah, a guy that's just Yeah, these just guys learning. get in there. <laughs> and, like, Mickey Gall, he was, like, he's the one who beat CM Punk, yeah. and, he, you know, he didn't have that many fights under mm-hmm. his belt. He wasn't this household name. But he's a trained fighter. Was, yeah, he, yeah, and it just shows you, yeah. like, a middle-of-the-road guy like Mickey Gall, at the time, he's definitely improved since that fight with CM Punk, just went out there and made CM Punk look like one of us yeah. fighting him. Mm-hmm. So I'll circle back and get this back to where we originally started. Uh, shout out to Mighty Mouse. Um, yeah, for sure. Dude's on yeah. point. I hope he wins that, that that 11th fight in a row, which I think he will, depending on who he ends up fighting or what he does. But I'd like to see him go up to 135 and fight. And it's funny because last thing I, I want to say is, is uh, you know, Money Mayweather went out with all of his belts that he won from every division and every because there's like 100 boxing organizations that mm-hmm. win belts from now, not just one like UFC. And he went and took pictures with all of his belts and said, oh, look at me with all my accomplishments. Well, Demetrius Johnson came out on this after this last fight and said he wants all ten of the belts that yeah. he defended and get a big picture with them. So Dana White, man of his word, came out and said he's going to get him all those belts and let him keep them for the picture. I hope, so. he, I hope, he, uh, I hope he keeps his word because yeah, I'd like to I see, him see that those. picture. He deserves them. Yeah. Because they do give new belts out every time a guy defends a championship yeah, or wins a championship. Yeah. They give him a new belt. He hasn't gotten one yet. So. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got two. Yeah, let him keep oh, the last one right. after the last win, too. So, yeah, Ed. Let's move on. All right. So that was DJ. Let's talk about golf now. We're used to talking about Dustin Johnson for golf, but let's talk about Wesley Bryant. He was a YouTube sensation, him and his brother George. They had the uh, Bryant brothers on YouTube doing golf tricks, golf club tricks. He last year he was the uh, web.com player of the year. He did great so far, pretty consistent all season this year. And last four, last uh, six tournaments, he in four out of the six, he finished in seventh place or better in PGA. Yeah, top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just won the RBC Heritage this week for his first PGA Tour victory. So congratulations, Wes Bryant. Um, that's that's awesome. I mean. If you watch any of his YouTube videos, they're pretty sick. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's entertaining. Um, even if you're a, a novice to not liking much about golf at all, um, I think he's a story. I think he's good for the PGA. To your point, Eddie. Uh, I mean, you're you're a guy that was making YouTube videos of trick shots uh, mm-hmm. not very long ago. Three years ago, he was literally on the SwingThoughtTour.com <laughs> he, where he wasn't winning, by the way. And that's like the mini of mini tours three years ago. So they that, that's like before the... What, what's the what's the, the, web. the web.com, web.com that's tour. like the triple so, A. Yeah, it's, it's literally like the double A mm-hmm. of, of that. Um, so I, I'm I'm pumped to see that you know he he won a, a tournament. I think he's got a lot more under his belt. He has a really oh, really solid. good golfer. Yeah, um, he's been competitive all year long. It was great to see him finally break through. Here's a couple of things that I saw that I that I learned about him uh, just doing a little bit of research after after Sunday. So um, in February 2016, his world ranking was 1,127. After Sunday's win, he's now 37th in the world. That's crazy. So that how crazy is that? Here's the um, here's the golfers, right? Here's the list of golfers that have gone from outside the top 1000 to inside 50. This is the incomplete list of golfers. Tiger Woods, Sergio Garcia, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Martin Kamer, 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 sorry, and 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 Dustin Johnson. So he gets to set himself in that group of people now like he was a year a little over a year ago he was outside the top 1000 now yeah. he's inside the top 50 in a year that's insane how, that's like how, eddie at deer valley though <laughs> oh yeah he, yeah, was, yeah he was outside the top thousand and yeah. after uh wednesday night golf league this week he yeah. busted his way into the top 50 so no, i feel like shit congrats <laughs> he's mowing through the amateur league now here <laughs> He's working his way to the web.com but yeah you watch brian on, on the, the youtube videos it's awesome they went down to um 
where, where they have the PGA Championship. Oh, the TBC Sawgrass. And hole number 17 there. Yeah, Did yeah. you see that one where mm-hmm. he had his brother knock it up a couple? He's like, this is supposedly one of the toughest holes to birdie on tour. <clears throat> so he has his brother hitting up the sandwich up in the air to him, and he just cracks it while it's midair. Leaves it to about like 10 feet and bangs in the birdie putt. Yeah. He should play every shot that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, listen, I, I don't know why people aren't really hyping this guy too much. Like Eddie said, he was he was uh, player of the year on the web.com tour. He had a couple wins when he played at South Carolina uh, in, in college. So he definitely has that potential. And he's still a young cat. What's he, 27 years old? Yeah. So that win actually gave him, uh, he, he, he'll be playing in Augusta next year for the Masters now. Yeah. Which he lives in Augusta too, so that's a nice little, oh, you know, nice little, little walk down the street. Originally from South Carolina, but yes, he lives in Augusta now. Uh, another guy that actually lives in South Carolina, born and raised, or he actually was just born and raised, I don't know if he still lives there anymore, but uh, Dustin Johnson spoke about DJ. Yeah. Um, do you think that the uh, do you think that these guys are all kind of right now in in their feeling pretty confident that DJ's out a little bit here he hasn't been in the last couple of weeks for tournaments? Nah, these are these are no offense to anybody that plays in these tournaments, but a lot of the big guys usually skip out a week or two after the Masters, especially Easter weekend. They're yeah. home with their families and stuff, so you know, I I don't think. I'm not trying to take anything away from these guys because these yeah. guys are all so good. That's what I'm saying. Do you all think so that they're they're enjoying those tournaments when they don't see a Rory, Dustin Johnson, yeah, yeah. you know, when they don't yeah, see I mean, those guys on the on the on the. Uh, and I'm not saying this past week when he won, the field was weak because it kind of was, and this the, this week coming up is even weaker. Yeah. Um, but it's still a PGA Tour victory. Sure. You're still playing with professionals. And you still have you, you still have a hundred plus people on the uh, in the, trying to make the. And I think this is. Yeah, obviously the big names, like your Rory, your Dustin, Sergio's, all them guys, Phil's, they want to spend time with their family, so they're taking these weeks off. But I'm sure in the back of their head, like you said, you know, Wesley made it to Augusta next year now because of this win. So I think, you know, the PGA says, hey, why don't you guys take a couple weeks off per year and stay home to get some of these... Give these guys a chance. Yeah, give these guys a chance to win and get to Augusta. Because you figure if they played every single week, you'd have 10 people playing at freaking Augusta next year. I don't know. Here's the thing. This year year and last year... I think we saw a rise of these, these some of these young guns, man. I think a lot of the web any dot, given dot cop tour guys. Yeah, oh, man, any great, given any given week, these guys. I mean, even the, even the top. We'll just call them the top five. We know who the top five guys are, mm-hmm. right? Every single week, man, they're they're getting a good run for their money from some of these young guys. Early on, maybe Thursday, Friday, they they're 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 on the top of the leaderboard. Typically Saturday, Sunday, right now they're kind of fading back a little bit, but they're always in there. You know, you're, you're Justin Thomas. Those guys are. Um, they're solid. This year is stacked with with quality players in the PGA. So, as the least, you know, large of a golf yeah. fan here, um, did you guys really know who Wesley Bryant was before this? Or YouTube. only because of the you YouTube knew of the YouTube thing. stuff? And he's yeah, been yeah. playing pretty well in the well, last couple the tournaments. Thing. Everything I'm reading is this YouTube sensation stuff. The yeah. guy's only got forty thousand followers on Instagram, and only. The top video only has three hundred and forty thousand views on it. Well, that's YouTube. like thing. If you follow like twenty-eight thousand more than we oh, have, oh, way more than us. <laughs> we have not, but but if you follow like Ricky Follower and these guys, yeah. they, they like retweet his videos. Right, like, right, when right. They first okay, started coming okay. out, so that's how we saw the video. So I'm just like, uh, at least I. Did. I'm sitting here wondering if this is like a PGA invented story because I'm like sitting here thinking about like YouTube sensations mm. and everything. But I will give this guy credit. He's he's been named the face of Skechers. Skechers. So SCS. shout out okay. to you know Skechers and. I used to be the face of Airwalk back in Well, there you go, yeah. I had, Eddie had Walkman. I was actually the face of Z Cavarici, but most of our (laughs) listeners probably wouldn't even know what the hell that meant. So, like, Sergio, I'm I'm old as shit. But back in, like, 1993, Z Cavaricis were about $70 for a pair of jeans. Damn. Just saying. It's like Janko in our days? Yeah, Yeah, like the Jankos in your day. But. I, I think it'll just be interesting in the next couple of weeks to see now how this grows. Because now, obviously, this is a story that's been yeah. put out there by the PGA. Yeah. And I think, you know, they have 30,000 YouTube subscribers, and f- he has 40,000 followers on Instagram, which, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would kill for that if he wants to give us a little retweet. But I just think it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I'm going to, as a social media guy, you know, really interesting. I'm going to try to follow this, and I'll give an update next week. Because I think in a week, 
with the the because I, I saw this the story this story yeah. this morning too, mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting uh, to see how that's going to grow. Yeah. But if it's just a, I, I just didn't know because you guys obviously know better than me. But if it was like an inflated story now, the PGA like he just made a video one time. The PGA was trying to blow oh, it no, up. They have like they best have trick of... shops from 2014, 2015. Okay, yeah. but here's yeah. here's, here's they're doing stuff like glow in the dark yeah. and everything where okay. they're hitting balls with no lights on. They just have like glow in the dark ties and glow in the dark clubs and glow. Here's in the dark my thing balls. though. It's I cool. think nice. it's only a matter of time that he's going to be he's he's not going to be remembered as the trick shot guy from YouTube. Oh no, because oh, I agree. this year I mean he's he's a legit player. Like four top tens, right? He tied for four twice. Tied for fourth. He tied for fourth at the Honda Classic and the Genesis Open. Uh, he he fared pretty well in in a couple other tournaments. He's yeah, he's and, and now finishing sport, first in in the RBC. Like he's legit. He's you, a good golfer. Do you, do you ever live that down though? Do you think because uh, you're the wrestling guy? Do you yeah. think the Miz ever lives down like you're just a guy from the real world? No. But hey, at the end of the day, right. at the end of the day, you, you gotta you gotta play what got you to where you're going. Oh, 100. You know? yeah. No, I completely respect. I'm just wondering if like you think like Fowler, those guys are just like oh no, just a YouTube guy or whatever. Okay. And here's the thing: think about this. Tommy wouldn't even be on the show if it wasn't for shakethatbear.com so it's good that we we, you know and same with Paul with Two girls, one cup. <laughs> True, I was but, one of the two girls. Uh, yeah, for Eddie sure. was more of a hamster dance <laughs> guy. But no, I think, um, I think the only Pub people girl. that this Wesley Bryan has fooled are the announcers because whenever you see him, like with a tough situation between the trees, and they're like, "Oh, you know, he's known for his trick shots." Well, they're, they're, he's yeah. not. He's, he's gonna bounce it on the tree. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. These announcers say that every time. Save that for woods. Mickelson. It's not like yeah, exactly. But the, Phil Mickelson would put him to shame when it comes to that kind of stuff. On the last, on the last point, then we'll we'll talk about NBA next. But he did impress me Sunday, um, even after the you know the interviews afterwards. He was he seemed confident, and he wasn't really phased by some of the. I mean, they're not big names. They're not huge names, yeah, but they Donald. are names. Luke Donald, Jason Duffner. Will McGirt. Will McGirt. My boy. Who, the, who, <laughs> I, the game, Grand I, I love the McGirt. Yeah, but, but guys in the field. But guys who have, who've won before. Of, actually, yeah, it was and, a decent field. Yeah, guys who have won before. Snedeker. It was like the Kessler. UFC on Fox. It was like those kind of guys. It kind of was, kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Solid, yeah. I would say solid. that. Yeah. But uh, congrats, Wes. Keep it up, and we'll see you at the Augusta next year for sure. And. Probably hopefully, soon. hopefully a couple more wins this year for you, buddy. Yeah. I, I'm always rooting for the underdog. Uh, let's go on to NBA. I guess we'll just go around and we'll talk about. We'll, we'll go with the Eastern Conference first. Uh, we'll go, you know, um, pairing by pairing through uh, through the Eastern Conference. Who you guys like? First one I, I want to talk about: Boston Celtics for the Chicago Bulls, one versus eight. Bulls lead the series as an eight seed, one zip. Who do you guys? Uh, who do you guys like there? I just got a tweet. Um, I didn't see your phone go off, but go ahead. It, it, it hit it. <laughs> okay. Jordan's coming back. Oh, is he? So actually, I'm going to go with the Bulls. They're going to surprise the Chicago? world, and as an eight seed, they're going to come out and they're going to win this this uh, this matchup here. Did he I think. did he announce that the roof is the ceiling or anything like that? Well, he said he's coming back as uh, 45. So he might not be as good as he was. Maybe he'll come back as his age, like 60. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't want to play him. No, I definitely wouldn't play him. I still lost four versus Jordan. I think Jordan still wins. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> by, by like 20. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it wouldn't even be close, though. Uh, so, yeah. Right. I, and we'd be only go, playing a 10. Yeah. This is going to be my big <laughs> upset of, of uh, NBA this season. I think, and this is the only way that I think if this happens, this is the only, only way that the Cavaliers get to the championship to try to repeat their title is if the Bulls pull off this upset versus the Boston Celtics. I'm going to disagree, as always, with my brother. So um, I think Chicago uh, I think Chicago caught him off guard. Uh, they, 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 you know, they squeaked out a win, and let's be honest, it was on a night where Isaiah Thomas Jr. had a lot more on his mind than the game itself. He sure played very well. He still pumped out 33 points, but... You know, his 22-year-old sister, unfortunately, she passed away in a car accident on Saturday. That was a lot to put on your mind. I tell you this, I, I, I think that I think that the um, Boston ends up winning this series. Uh, I think they win it out the next three games straight. I think that they end up winning this series out. Um, so I just don't think that Chicago is good enough to beat Boston right now. I um, just, here's my reason why. You, you look at Boston, they have a little mix of – or not Boston, Chicago. They have a little mix of those young cats that are hungry and a little bit of the veterans. 
They have D Wade, who's back playing now. Jimmy Butler's a beast. Jimmy Butler's a beast. They have Lopez. You know, where did he play? Stanford, I think, in college. The the Lopez brothers were were solid there. Rondo at point guard. I I definitely think the Chicago Bulls come and mesh together here in the playoffs. And I think they get the victory. You think again. Rondo's got a little chip on his shoulder playing against the Celtics? Too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you, right? The little revenge factor. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I, I just think that Boston is... with, what, 12 points, I don't 7 be- boards, and uh, 2 steals? I don't believe Boston, in my opinion, was um, was a number one seed worthy. I, I get Agreed. it. The record kind of gave them that number one seed, but I don't think that they were a number one seed in, this, in, the, in the East. But I think they're good enough to beat Chicago. Um, the more interesting... Uh, game in this uh, in this bra- in the East would be Washington Atlanta. So Atlanta, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll talk about that next. Kevin, yeah, who do you yeah. who do you like in the Celtics Bulls? I'm gonna go Bulls as well. Um, but I I honestly I kind of agree with Paul. I think that Boston didn't really deserve that number one seed. Um, but I think that out of everything else in this whole whole area, um, that's the best matchup. I think that that Boston and the Bulls the, are that's gonna be the best series. Um. I think Cleveland comes out of this whole division, and I think that's the one that matters the most. I think either of those teams can give uh, Cleveland a run for their money, but I think uh, the Bulls are actually probably the, the third best team in this in in the East. Right. I'm gonna go with the t- the Celtics. So the Ticks. Danny Totsky. Danny Totsky. Did he just get signed after a good run in the in the Cardinal nickname Madness? Runner. Yeah, he's a little jump shot runner. No, I like well. I don't. My cousin, my uncle, liked the Boston Celtics, so that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna root for them. Okay. Uh, but Paul, are you gonna you're gonna talk about the the Washington? I just think in in, in the East, I think that uh, you know you have Washington and Atlanta. The four and five seeds is, in my opinion, it's probably the best series in this in this uh, most evenly matched up teams in the East. Well, oh, you're making a crazy observation here, I'm saying not, the I'm four not, and five seeds are the most. I'm not matched. going off of seeding. I'm not going off of uh, off of. Record. I'm just saying, um, for the five guys that on the floor each, I think they're just an evenly matched team. <coughs> you know, obviously Washington won won game one. John Wall played amazing. He had uh, 32 points, 14 boards. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think that I think Washington's too strong for them here. But I, I, I like watching this series. Uh, I think this series <coughs> will, will go the distance personally. Um, anybody else have a? Well, who do you guys like in this one? Um, I, I like the whole. You're right. This is a good matchup. Both teams. Oh, is it because they're a four and five seed? And I it's... didn't say this is the most <coughs> evenly matched up uh, series going on. It's because so, you didn't say anything. Because well, you you start us off. So we don't mean jump over you. I'm not you. <laughs> um, but no, this was a great game. You know, Wizards pulled it off by seven. This is all going to come down to uh, home and away. You know, who, who who has home court here? The Wizards. So I think the Wizards pull this one off and beat the Hawks. Like you said, John Wall, he's he's solid. He was great in college. He's great now. I definitely think I think the Wizards pull this one off too. Hawks go down. Uh, I'm gonna say Hawks go down in four. I think this is a interesting game just because I think both cities don't care about basketball whatsoever. Like Washington does not care about the Wizards. And Atlanta doesn't give a shit about basketball. Ooh, Atlanta likes the yeah. Atlanta, you think Atlanta's yeah. In comparison, I think that's a football yeah. state. But like if you if you're an Atlanta person, you have to choose like what do you what are you doing on you know you get you get to go to one game a year, you're going to a dogs football game, not even a not even a Falcons you know what I mean but yeah I don't know I just think that they're like they're not traditional basketball cities so I'd actually like to see either of them make a run, um and I I absolutely just want to comment how much I hate the Washington Wizards logo every time I look at it yeah it's pretty cheap I hate it okay. <laughs> DC with the spinning the ball on the, the finger yeah with the D oh it. that reminds me of like Coach Farrell with this little hook shot there <laughs> let's keep us going in. yeah I like the uh, I like the Hawks logo <laughs> no, okay. he's like uh, no I'm gonna go, I'm with, the wa- I'm gonna go with the Washington Bullets pulling this one off I was like the <laughs> Bullets I, I, I exactly like, yeah. I like them as the Bullets better yeah. than the Wizards me too but um, I think Atlanta blame Michael Jordan need, for that I think Atlanta would need Dominique Wilkins to come back yeah or Spud uh, or Spud Webb to come back <laughs> kind of like Jordan's gonna come back for the Bulls according oh, to I hope he does <laughs> yeah uh, we will all, we're all gonna take a time machine what do you guys think of basketball was awesome <laughs> what do you guys think of the, the Bucks Raptors game oh I'm a Bucks fan Bucks yeah I like Bucks too Eddie's going right yeah. He thinks Ray's coming back on this. I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Chris Griebel here. I'm gonna go Toronto. I know they lost Game One, but 
quite honestly, um, they just played bad, and I think they'll, they'll get it together. Um, I can't pronounce this dude's name, so I won't even pretend. Pre- Giannis. Giannis, and then yeah, Antelope. We'll yeah. call him Antelope. Um, all the all all you Milwaukee Bucks fans, all nine of you that are listening right now, uh, actually all nine of you that exist, will probably be mad because I, I can't pronounce this guy's name. But Tommy, what's his nickname? The Greek Freak. The Greek Freak, which is even better than his actual name. So he should just stick with that. We have to Here, think of a nickname like that. Well, here's my thing: is, uh, is the only thing with the Greek Freak if defenses kind of get smart. I understand this guy's putting up a lot of points, but he he can't shoot the ball at the, outside on the perimeter. Definitely with three balls, I think he's shooting like twenty seven percent. He's got three. Yeah, balls. but did you see his? Yeah. Did you see the the stats on his um, on his? Because your dunks count as a uh, as, as a as a field goal. Yeah. So he was like, like shooting like he like eighty nine percent or something like that. It was <laughs> so gross. If that's all you have to hey, do, yeah. yeah. Word for well, Shaq. What is he like? Seven foot tall. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. And he big. and he has some handles. Oh, so, like, Sha- yeah. Shaq and Charles Barkley love that that game is being played right now because yeah. they hate. They hate the Warriors' style of play so much. When you watch their their recap on it, they just they they, they hammer home. You need the big guy to be real yeah. basketball. The Warriors aren't playing real basketball, so those guys have to be hating or have to be loving watching that happen right now. Eddie, yeah, not to cut into this, but I just thought of something. So we we just talked about the Greek freak, and we were talking about great nicknames. Yeah, I think we got. Can we call Tommy the uh, Captain Weirdbeard? Captain Weirdbeard. Yeah, that could be his new nickname. I like it. He's got like that. He's got that yeah. weird beard going on right now. Thanks, I'm kind of liking it. Doesn't touch any. <laughs> it doesn't touch any points. I don't know if the drugs just started kicking in, but <laughs> well, I kicked in. A good for long. you. I just Captain Weirdbeard. Just first off, why are you staring at me creepily, trying to think of a nickname about my beard? <laughs> well, you're like, directly stay focused on the on the yeah, podcast. Like, I thought Drame. Yeah, Drame. Oh, this uh, is the weirdest thing ever. I thought it's out of left field. He comes out with, "Hey, uh, Captain Weirdbeard." I thought he was at least going to go like some kind of like nationality <laughs> thrown in there or something to match up the Greek, like uh, the Greek freak to Captain <laughs> Weirdbeard. He doesn't even have. Have a nationality. He's the biggest mutt guy. I'm just gonna say, I don't know what you guys are. <laughs> yeah. We don't know who we are. We're Carbondale. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I know Eddie's that Polish. I got the Irish thing. I don't know. All right, we could we yeah, could bust into Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland and Indiana. Yeah. I mean Cleveland, right? I, yeah. LeBron went only, dark. It was close game. Won, yeah, they only won one one point, I think. Uh, LeBron. LeBron announced it on fa- or Twitter and Instagram. Oh, you know, heated over this. He uh, he went dark on social media now because the playoffs are here. And it's the second year he already did it. He calls it Zero Dark 3023. Oh. I hate it. Do you, yeah, I hate play that. Play on words of a wrong. I hate and, it. And then right now, you know, Cleveland, they're up by it. five at halftime, so. I mean, as we're recording this. <laughs> See, I don't. I, I wrote a blog about it a couple weeks ago. That's why you say it as of now at halftime. Yeah. I wrote I wrote a blog about a couple weeks ago. I don't hate LeBron the player. Like everybody hates on him. He's not as good as Jordan, yada yada yada. That's a whole other discussion, but I don't hate him as a player. I hate I hate everything he like wants to be cuz he's not himself. He's the biggest tryhard I've ever met in my life or not met but ever seen in my life. Like a, I don't know, man. 3023. I'm going to take a and question here. I hate okay. it. Yeah. Cavi just raised a great point. Let's have one podcast dedicated. Speaking of this game here. Nah, it's not. It's a terrible idea. Jordan versus LeBron. It's I like, would love to do that's that. That's like saying it's like saying Brady versus You don't Montana. have to do it. Anybody want to do that one weekend? We would, but we'd, be, we'd all be on Jordan, I think. Yeah. Okay. We would need some. I would go Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, we I would go, go Jordan. Jordan. Too. You sound yeah. like it might be close over there. No, no, no. I, absolutely, Jordan's the Jordan's the, probably the best player to ever play the game. Potentially, if not the best player to ever play the game. I just yeah. think that LeBron James has had the weight of the NBA on his shoulders. Michael Jordan never had to really deal with that until later in his career. He didn't come into the NBA as the. King, the the greatest player. He was on Sports Illustrated front page. Dude, he didn't even year. he didn't even make he his not, freaking not as, his yeah, high school team. He barely played in college. We didn't talk about. But I'm high saying he didn't come into talk about NBA. But my point We're is, he didn't come into here. the NBA as the greatest player. So now this is what we. So could this do. is what we could talk about. So <laughs> no, let's make a Saturday lunch break. I'll get mimosas and do eggs and bacon. Let's let's quickly get over to the West real fast. Okay, well first first let's finish off the East here. Who do you guys who are you guys rooting for? Who do you guys want to win in the East? I don't root for the NBA because I think it's a joke, but I will tell you I think that uh, Cleveland wins the, the East. Okay. Cal. I think Cleveland wins and I I actually want to see it. So T bag. That's tough. I who do I think's gonna win? Who do you want who do you who do you want to win? I'd like to see uh, either the Bulls or the Raptors win it. Okay. Um, but who do I think? Cavaliers are tough. How do you go against them? You know, LeBron, like we said, is one of the best players in NBA history. And then every year he always argues that he needs more talent around him for some mm-hmm. reason. And they they do it and fire the coach and just get more talent. So I think the Cleveland wins this. Comes out of the East again. I'm Defends all, their title. I'm all on the Bucks. 
Let's go Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on that Brewers train too or what? Eddie's drugs just and kicked in. And you thought in. I was yeah. the one that the drugs kicked in. Jeez. Uh. Uh, I can't name a player. I can't name a player on the Bucks right Ray now. Ray Rice, Hoffman. Let's go over to the West, <laughs> the right, land sure of where all the MVP should have came out of. Okay, let's move on to the West. We'll start off. Well, let's end with the the Golden State because that's probably yeah, that's, the best one to talk about. Uh, let's start with Clippers, Utah Jazz, four and I'll five. I'll take this one. All right, do it, Tom. I think this is the most evenly matched up <laughs> series in this yeah. conference. You got the four seed and the five seed, so it's so evenly matched up. I think the Clippers win this division, or not this division, this series. I just wanted to bust Paul's butt. I don't have too much to say, but Clippers get it done. CP gets it done. Clippers are moving forward. Uh, I, I'll go opposite of you. I like Utah. They're already up one nothing. They beat the Clippers at home. Um, I just, I don't, I, I just think Utah's a better team. I have, I, I, have no, I have no idea, <laughs> no and honestly, I don't think anything in the West matters except for the fact that Golden State's going to walk through it. Joe, John, Joe Johnson's a beast that's for Utah. Utah. Oh, well, Hayward for Utah, coming out of Butler. He was Remember him and Butler yeah. watching him during the NCAA tournaments? He was a stud, and I, he's leading them in scoring now. He's, he's good. I like Utah. I'll go Utah, too. I, I kind of like them. I mean, I'll pick, if I had to pick a team, I'll pick the Clippers. All right. Cappy um, on my team, I love. Oh, Cappy's Cappy's always Hashtag on. Notre Dame guy. Yeah, yeah. Cappy is always on <laughs> your team. Pound <laughs> 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 it, pound it. This next one's a little bit better. Houston Rockets, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I'm gonna go Rockets. Me too. I like James Harden. Yep, me yeah. too. Yeah, MVP I, of this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Russell Westbrook. I can't agree with Russell that. Westbrook's not an MVP. Oh my Ooh. God. Yes, he is. Harden's know. better. Most triple doubles. Of NBA so what does that mean? So who cares? So he's not just scoring; he's also leading people to scoring, and he's getting rebounds. How, what? The, who cares? That's like the three biggest stats in NBA. Okay, well, that's and your he's, opinion. And he's doing no. That's not an opinion. That's fact. No, did he win the MVP? Th- we're not talking about it. Well, then it's not a fact. That is that's your you opinion. No, your that opinion is, is that he's I the MVP. I thought you were saying it was my opinion that rebounds, scoring, and assists no, were the three biggest. No, your opinion stats. is that. Well, he's that's what the I said, and you said that's your opinion. So it's very confusing. All right. But yeah, I'm going with the Rockets also. I'm going Rockets. Rockets. I'm going Rockets as well. Um, I don't Westbrook think wins MVP. Oklahoma though. City just doesn't have enough weapons. Exactly. I think Oklahoma City, you know, let their let their championship the go. In a box leave, yeah. yeah. Let them leave, you know. I will say this. Um, <laughs> they Both these teams need to figure out a defense because neither one of them play defense. They're terrible. A lot of teams in the West don't play defense. Terrible. A lot of teams in the NBA really the, the don't team, play defense. The, yeah. the team <laughs> that we're about to talk cool. about next plays West defense, Virginia plays personally. defense. <laughs> So, the team that we're about to talk about next plays Spurs? a lot of defense. Best team in the West. Oh, they're winning the West. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're, gonna, they're absolutely oh, are we winning the West. We are. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. All right. Spurs Spurs, in the garage. Yep. Spurs versus Grizzlies. Yeah, Spurs. this Grizzly Adams did have a beard. This is the guy that should be the MVP. And Spurs are going to win. Don't even say Leonard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, he's, he's the best. He's the best defensive player in the league. He's the best all-around player in the league. Defensive players are not winning MVPs. But he's a great NBA. offensive player. Jordan, too. Jordan won MVP, and he was defensive player of the year. Um, <laughs> true story. You're um, comparing him to Kwahi Leonard. Well, he just said defensive. The reason, player. the reason, the reason Leonard won't win the MVP. The only reason he won't win the MVP over those over these other guys over uh, LeBron, Harden, or or um, he would win it over LeBron. I, the only reason he won't win it is because he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not a. He's not a flash guy. He's not a guy out there beating up social media. No, doing dude. all the flashy he, things. No. He's no. just not All-Star that guy. He's a quiet by guy. Flash. Yeah, All Star is no. It isn't. It no, is. it is not. All those. All no, those. All those people that, that select that. No. That's all they care about is who's out there showing their face. No, not at all. <laughs> it's just like the UFC. We just talked about that. You want to get paid? You should be out there and run your mouth. You're comparing <laughs> apples and pintos right now, buddy. Oh, I wish you said oranges because I would have referenced my pump up jam from Friday. Nice. In that song, there's a line where he goes, "Bitch, why can't you compare fruit?" <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's, no, no, no. Here, I think Leonard would definitely beat James for MVP, but with Harden, gets second, and then I think definitely Westbrook gets first, first, second, third, best in show. Boom. All right, I like the Spurs. 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 Yeah, I'm going Spurs. How could you not go Spurs there? I don't I really wish Tim know. Duncan yeah. was there. Really. One more year. Just yeah, I know. They should sign him. They should sign him for a player. <laughs> with his new tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Golden War- State. Warriors. <laughs> Trailblazers. Golden State. Maybe if Trailblazers had Cliff Robinson, I would still oh. I would vote for they them. They might need Cliff. Clyde the Glide Drexler back. Uh, <coughs> um, Sean Kemp. 
Did he play that? No, no he played Super Sonic. Oh, oh, who was the guy? I forget it. Clyde the Clyde. Yeah. No. Golden Excellent. State for uh, all the way around Golden State? Golden State, yeah. Golden yeah. State. How so, much yeah, they had some of the most, the biggest uh, off-season acquisitions there, you know, signing people yeah, to deals Durant's, and, Durant's and nice getting too. Durant. Who do we yeah. like in the West? And Durant's back and healthy. I'm going to go Rockets. Rockets? Yeah. Wow, you're crazy. Balls. Um, I'm going Spurs. I'm going Spurs. Warriors. Warriors. All right. Repeat. So, so who do we like to win the championship then? I like Spurs. I and I think like Tony Parker retires. I like the Spurs also. I just think they're a more disciplined team, and they're the, they're the best coach in the they're the best coach team in the NBA. Uh, me, you, go. Yeah, go ahead. No. Uh, I got uh, Warriors, and I think they're gonna be playing the the Cavs, and I think. Warriors gotcha. are gonna take it this year, and I think next year you're gonna have the same championship one more time, and I think then Cleveland's gonna win. So we're like we're starting to get into like Star Wars. I'm calling a shot. I'm calling yeah. a shot right here. Calling a shot. He's an OG, ladies and gentlemen. Shot. Yeah. Shot. Babe Ruth. Over I'm here. calling a shot two years in advance nice. that again next year you're gonna have the same thing, and right, then right that LeBron wins. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bucks, Rockets in the finals. Eddie, <laughs> will you just pass that whatever you're yeah, smoking Eddie. over there? Jeez. Uh, but the Rockets are going to win in seven. <laughs> in seven? Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, that's Eddie, calling a Eddie, shot Eddie's right there. That's calling a Eddie, shot right there. Favor, you what? just go on whatever that little website is that you use and just throw five bucks on that scenario happening. I'm going to. Because yeah. that, that would have to win you at least $20,000, $30,000. Oh, I'm saying more than that. Yeah. A million five. Uh, that's awesome. I like your I like your uh, your intestinal fortitude, Ed. <clears throat> um, that's that's it for our NBA playoff rundown. Let's do the Boston Marathon quick. We're gonna do some uh, just a little Boston, a little Boston. That's it. Can I say Boston? You had the Boston accent for a little, a little bit Boston. there. I, yeah, I was up there. You, you yeah, wanna be a call? I, I parked a car in the Harvard Yard. That's what they always say up there. Henway Park. Yeah. Oh, they dropped the Oz, slanted tees. You are no fucking cop. Right. Yeah. But the, the Boston Marathon was today. This, Pause we're recording this on, <laughs> no. on, on Monday. <laughs> drugs kicked off. <laughs> um, we had two local local celebrity, local uh, hometown heroes that ran in the Boston Marathon. And let, let's talk about Tony Seminaro first. Cause absolutely. Oh, that absolutely. Was, animal. They, yeah. they call him the legend at home. I had the opportunity to drink beers with the guys before and play some uh, horseshoes. This guy is over 80. He has... The uh, American record for marathon for 80 plus with 357 last October, I think it was, and uh, Steamtown. Mm-hmm. You know, this year he came out, he got first in in his uh, division, his age grouping, with four minutes, or four of four minutes. Yeah, he yeah. was cruising. <laughs> four hours and 14 minutes. That. So, you know, good for him. Like, great job. I'm so jealous. I hope that when I get to your age, I could do the same thing. I would like to do that yeah, at my age. I would like to get to your age. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Solid points all around. And, you know, a shout out to his running buddies, Tom Stefurski and uh, Hammer, as they call him up there. Big Ed, he's a great guy. So there's some of his running buddies that get him all trained up for this. So Eddie Gavin. Just from running a half marathon last year, and at 31 years old, I could only imagine what it's like to run a full marathon at 80 years old. That's imagine what he did last year, I think it was. He ran the JFK 50-miler. Yeah, that's He ran insane. that in 12 hours. Imagine running 50 miles in 12 hours. Here's the thing. I, wouldn't, I, I could, don't even like driving 50 miles. I could picture myself Dude, getting it. into a car wreck in the desert and needing to run 50 miles. I would die after two days. I wouldn't get there. Wouldn't not, not in the desert, you would no, yeah. anywhere. I don't care if it's in Ireland by the pothole. You need, a, you need a horse with no name. Cab, you got you got to, you want to do your shot? You'd be in a lot worse situation dying at the pothole. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, also from uh, Cardinal, Pennsylvania, Joe Kelly finished, uh, what was it, at like 339, something like that? 322, I think. 322. Yeah, I think. So, I mean, pff, impressive to him, too. I, oh. you know, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, but we had a bunch of local guys um, in the... Boston Marathon this weekend, so we'll just give a shout out to everybody. We figure, and, yeah, good. You know, little uh, Ryan Adams out of Tonkanic, Michael Becko out of Dalton, Chris Burnett out of Jessup, Leonard Burke out of Clark Summit, Jim Caden out of South Abington Township, and Larry Cassidy out of Uniondale. That's awesome! Congratulations, guys. That's that's a huge accomplishment because this is a half or a marathon that you just can't sign up for. You actually have to qualify, have to for, qualify it, so. for it. So that's great. Hey, that's a hell of an effort. Something to hang on the wall for the rest of your life. Talk about at the at the bar with your buddies. Hang it in your basement. Talk about it when you're playing golden tea. Drinking just use it to humble brag. Yeah. I mean, somebody says something to you like, "Yeah, did you, did you ever run a marathon? Yeah. Did you ever run the bat?" I probably start marathon? with all my friends. I'd say, uh, "Hey, did you run a five k?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. I'll give uh, I'll give my shout out to a uh, non-local hero, but she's a hero to probably a lot of people out there. Uh, I wrote my article about her today, Catherine Switzer. Uh, she was in 1967, 50 years ago. She ran. She was the very first woman to ever break the gender barrier and run uh, officially in the Boston Marathon. Uh, now at 70 years old, 50 years later, she did it again today and finished the marathon. So congratulations to Catherine Switzer, and uh, she's a pioneer. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. She's setting uh, setting the bar pretty high for women out there. You know, get out there, get active, get involved, and make a difference. Message. Make yeah. a difference. Eddie, you have a shout out to Daddy or anybody? No, I'm Daddy. Daddy. Daddy I'm didn't. Daddy. Eddie Weiner. Daddy didn't run in this. <laughs> no, not this year. Uh. He does the beer Olympics, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> at this point in his life. All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, this week we have daily fantasy and uh, golf rankings coming out for you guys, probably either tomorrow or actually it is tomorrow probably when this comes out. So uh, Wednesday of this week. So listen, we've been hot. We've been doing great in our fantasy golf rankings. Who's our man for that? Taylor Scrignoli. Cannoli, we call him for a few episodes. And he also yeah, puts awesome. he also puts out a NASCAR for us too. And, so and he's been killing it at that. He cleaned up the last week, what not not Easter week, Texas, but the te- one the Texas prior, uh, yeah, with Jimmy Johnson. He mm-hmm. what he clean up? He showed us a screenshot, like, yeah, over three four hundred bucks with twenty dollars out there in bets. Yeah. So uh, and then subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. My personal Twitter handle is at Eddie underscore the PAS. Tom, I'm at TLIP underscore the PS. Payday. I am at the FF Advantage. Uh, and I am at Producer Cavi. And uh, one last thing before we go. Yeah. I think we all, uh, we're all dog guys in this room. We all like dogs. Red dog? We, we dog. love oh, Mad Dog, dog Red Dog, Rude Dog, dog, dog Mad, all the dogs. Mad yeah. Dog 2020? But uh, just in general, dog guys. And um, so... Post just went on social media a little while ago. Um, Sperenza Animal Rescue, which is a big rescue uh, in the central Pennsylvania area, is looking for some donations. Um, they put a really nice story up on there um, about a poor dog that they found a couple days ago. So they are looking for emergency donations. And if anybody can donate to them, if you listen to this, just uh, go on Facebook, look for Sperenza Animal Rescue. Can you spell that? Uh, yes, S P A N E R E Z Z A. Okay, so everybody check that up. There's the spell check for you. Cavi hooked it up. Probably r- missed a couple letters in there, uh, but Sperenza, you'll get it. Sperenza. Yeah, Sperenza. Try it a couple times. Yeah. So it's it's the same lady that's behind, that was behind the whole Libra Law thing last year yeah, about awesome. that poor dog that got hurt. So yeah. um, they've got another cause if you guys help. Anybody can help them out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and we'll catch you next week. And as Actually, always, if you made it this far, sorry, Eddie, go ahead. All right, before, uh, before we say goodbye here for sure, uh, we're going to be coming out with a podcast at the end of the week for our running backs for fantasy football. So tune in for that and listen uh, listen to us at the end of the week. We're back to two a weeks. And as always, if you made it this far, thank you. Thanks, guys.